passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Trust me, I think I need one. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped's products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using Bubba as your promo code for 20% off and free shipping. The Beard Hedger Pro Kit is waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. Don't forget about the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember that your beard hair is different. It's more coarse. It's easier to damage than the hair on your head. Cap the kit off with some beard balm. The Pro Beard Kit comes with three free gifts plus a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Bubba at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use promo code Bubba. Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Spice Lee on the phone? Yes, he is. Lee Weaver, celebrity bodyguard extraordinaire. I think that he's got a new book out. I'll, I'll get to that first because I want to get to the juicy stuff as well, but I don't want to like, just you know, think that he, we're using him. I want him to be able to talk about his new book. Is his book out now or is it coming? I will check with him, but it's, I, know, I think the title was Memoirs of a Celebrity Bodyguard. I don't know where he stands on it. And I think that uh, does he got a does he got a website? Yeah, I think it's uh, Lee, I think it's just leeweaver.com. Lee, it's uh, Bubba. How are you today, buddy? Good, sir. How you doing? Good, buddy. Now, first of all, do you have a do you have a website? As we're going to be yeah. talking to you today, people can maybe go check you out a little bit. Yes, LeeTWeaver.com. So not, not LeeTWeaver.com. Yeah, you got to put the T in there. It's important. That's right. That's right. Is that your middle name? Yes. What is your middle name? Todd Thayer? No, it's Lee Ty Weaver. I had to put the T in there. Right. Because there's, there's a lot of regular Lee, Lee Weavers running around here trying to be you, my friend. Trying to be me. So, you can't be me. Now, you can't imitate me. You've got to be me. 100% me. 6'4", 294. Uh, uh, bench press is 425 pounds. Squats, 450. Celebrity bodyguard of a lot of people. Now, do you, do you have a new book out right now, Lee? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, it's called Memoirs of a Celebrity Bodyguard. And it's not out there to dish nobody. It just tells my story, my 20-year history of Hollywood. How long has it been out? How long has that book been out, Lee? Uh, it's, 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 it's just now coming out. Is it available? I yes, sir. Yeah, so it's available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, those kinds of places? Yes, yes. Excellent. Yes. So now, now, Lee, when you were first growing up, you know, out there in L.A., and think, who was the very first person that you kind of, uh, of name value that you started bodyguard? Uh, the first person was 
Eddie Murphy. Oh man, I, man, I hope I hope I hope you got some good stories about Eddie, Eddie Murphy because I grew up loving Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I, I I did like five years with Eddie Murphy, living with him in his house. How I met Eddie Murphy was in a nightclub, celebrity nightclub, and I didn't know. I was just walking down the street in the Hollywood Boulevard. This Italian guy asked me, "Hey, you want to be a you want to work in my nightclub?" And little did I know, uh, it was a celebrity nightclub. Like, I was into that club maybe like a week. And all kind of people was coming in, like Eddie Murphy, Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson, people like that. And how I met Eddie was, he got into a fight later on that night in the nightclub. I got into, he was dancing with some guy's girl. Imagine that. <laughs> and the, and the, um, the guy wanted to... Um, he wanted his girl. Um, he, he, he told Eddie to start dancing. Eddie just said, hey, I'm dancing. I'm just dancing. And the guy said, no, this is my girl. All of a sudden, a punch was thrown, and Eddie got punched, and Eddie went to the floor. Next thing I know, the guy was on top of Eddie. And as he was getting ready to hit Eddie again, I pulled the guy off of Eddie. Eddie looked me eye to eye. He said, whoa, you want a real job? <laughs> So just like that. Now, now, of course, you, know, you working with him that long. You know, Eddie's one of those guys, there's so many rumors about it, and obviously the gay rumor is the big one when it comes to Eddie Murphy. You know, there's rumors <laughs> about him and Arsenio. And if you're on Eddie for that many years, can you confirm or deny these these allegations of uh, him being gay? Well, well, you know what I mean? Um, I, um, I never seen, you know, I never really seen it. But, yeah, I mean, of course, there's, you know what I mean, there was, um, the, the, there was things going around that, that confirms certain things. Like you know, what? I never, like what? Like, like dudes, what? dudes uh, spending the night in his room or something? Yeah, you know what I mean. I, you know what I mean. I, I've seen certain things, but like I said, I never seen no man to man in bed, not like that. Well, what was you, what was the thing that you saw that you, you kind of go, well, that's not right? Right, like like I said, like um, like I, I might have seen like um, maybe like um, um. I could have seen like some transvestites in the house, something like that. But I never, I never connected yeah. people with people. So you said I mean, so you may have seen some transvestite rolling around the house, but you didn't see no like one on. You didn't see any sex acts, but you just saw a lot of stuff around the house. Exactly. Like, hey, 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 excuse hey. me, miss, and did you hear the voice so deep? Oh, excuse me, you're not a miss. How many oh. trans? How many transvestites would you say were running around his crib? I don't know, like, because you know, we they used to have some wild, crazy party where. Everybody was there, you know what I mean, from he, he, she, she, you know I mean? I'm like, whoa, you know what I mean, when I first got there, I was like, okay, okay, didn't really, you know, question nothing, Does, did the bodyguard and it's protected, that was it. I mean, I Ned, really didn't ask no questions. Ned, I was if just you, if you, a check. Ned, if you were as Ned, if you were as popular as Eddie Murphy was or is, and had that kind of money, wouldn't you have transvestites rolling around your oh, party I as mean, well? Who doesn't have transvestites? Well, because at the you know, because you don't know who's who until they get there. Exactly. We, we'll go to a nightclub and just pick up people, and by the time we get to the house, you don't know who's who, especially in Hollywood. Now, you know, you I'm, actually did, and you did some bodyguarding for Arsenio Hall too, and they had, and a lot of times, as Spice was talking about, they had those two kind of. Uh, Linked up, kind of linked up. Any anything about that? Well, you know, I me mean, like I said, you know, they used to hang as friends, but like I, I, I never really like witnessed anything with them. Like I never walked into a room and 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 um and Arsenio said, "Eddie, hand me the towel." <laughs> would there would there be any situations like when you started working for Eddie Murphy? Would he tell you, "Look, man, I trust you. I hope you don't, you know." 
screw me over and tell anybody my my secrets, my stories? Or did not, you sign a, a a confidentiality form, or how did that work? No, no, I never signed nothing like that. Yeah, he never told me nothing like that either. Because Eddie was the type of person like he just did things. He didn't, you know. I, I guess he didn't really care who was around him. He just, you know, did his own thing. He, he didn't care. Was there any anybody that you ever worked with that said, you know, they may have done something, or, or, and then you said they said, you know, hey, you didn't see that, or, you know, was there any, was there ever any of that? No, there was nothing like that. I, you know, what I mean, and like I said, I was about, around a lot of people that did whatever they want to do, and they didn't care who was around them, you know. And I was sometimes I was kind of shocked. Some of the positions I was in, you know, what I mean, uh, what was the, some what, of the conversations I heard. What was the what was the most you know shocked you ever were with with whom and why? Well, with sometimes the conversation with sometimes Eddie and Michael Jackson when they used to talk about certain things. <laughs> yeah, Michael, I'll tell you <laughs> something. I can only imagine that conversation. <laughs> yeah, let's get yeah, let's, yeah, let's get, let's get into mean, that. I'm like, whoa, you know, what I mean, they used to be sometimes they were talking about like like the gift giver. And this was a person like that. Uh, Michael used to, Michael Jackson used to always say, like the gift giver was a person that gives you all the gifts, and that's how you become a superstar. And the only way you can reach the gift giver is going to a deep, deep sleep. The deeper the sleep you go into, the closer you could get to him. And they saw, and I used to be sitting there listening. <laughs> and they was, and Michael used to always say, he has to go into a deep sleep. That was so he if he, did, if he didn't. Prince was, he, Michael always said the, the only person that could outperform him on this planet was Prince. And, and, and they used to always talk about the gift giver was giving Prince all the gifts because Prince could do everything on stage, dancing and everything. Michael used to put people into a deep, deep sleep with you know, the profanol so that he could, like, you know, have sex with them. That's the gift. <laughs> I mean, so, so my exactly, but you know, I mean, there was he was serious about this. That's why Michael Jackson used to go into a deep, deep sleep because it started all the way back from Elvis Presley. Uh, uh, Eddie had books on this. Eddie Murphy had books on this. How you reach the gift giver, and they really talked about this. And I was seriously, I used to sit around and listen at them on how to reach the gift giver. And they were are you serious. kidding me? I mean, they, 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 are, they, they make that much money and are that and are that weird that they have to they have to spice. You know, the bottom line is they're just trying to justify why they're getting so drugged up and going and, and going to sleep. Well, I mean, when it when it comes when it comes to the gift deeper giver, sleep, deeper, deeper. Did they ever mention like were they talking about Jesus or did they talk about a figure or, or what was this? What did the gift giver look like? I'm telling you, I used to sit there, I'd be pinching myself. I said, "Damn, am I dreaming? Are they actually talking about this?" I mean, they, Eddie and Michael used to always talk about Eddie. How do you reach the gift giver? And he used to say he used to say certain things, look to a mirror, hold a candle with one hand. They used to say certain things, and, and they, they, they were serious about this. Wow. You know, I was like, "Well, what the hell?" You know, and I really thought I was dreaming. I had to pinch myself, and um, and like, because if you once you reach the gift giver, if you really see him, there's no return. So that's why you know Michael, he, he reached him. And you get all the gifts you could, you get all the gifts you could imagine. Michael was looking but, for little boys. Michael was looking for the gifts of, of you know he got he got the Webster kid and he got the Macaulay Hawkins. So he got what he he got what he was looking for. He got all the oh, gifts. No, he got more now. Could you see he's getting all kind of stuff now? Yeah, he's, because he's gone. By the but way, once uh, you see him, you can't come back. Lee uh, Lee Weaver on the phone. Lee uh, has you can go to Lee Weaver's website if you like. Lee T Weaver He's got a new uh, book out about uh, bodyguarding all types of uh, famous people. Let's go to Pam Anderson. Give me some Pam Anderson stuff. 
Oh, she was cool, and she was so funny. She was, you know what I mean, one of the sexiest ladies out here in Hollywood, and still is. You know, it was funny. You know, I, mean? I worked with her during the um, VIP era. I remember at the end of the days, you know what I mean, she used to, she, she'd be in her dress room and ready to go home. She'd just pull her clothes off right in front of everybody, didn't care. I mean, and then put on her other clothes. And she'd get in the car, and I used to go back and inside, make sure she didn't leave nothing. I remember this old guy, he used to always be there to, to clean up the thing. He used to always say, hey, buddy, I'll give you $100 for those panties. I said, what? Man, I would have been I selling mean, them panties. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Any, okay. Uh, lot, I mean, a lot of, any guys coming in and out of there? Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, no, no, not really. She wasn't the type that, that messed around. Just she, she had one boyfriend. That's when um, she was on and off. And then she had this uh, blonde model from Europe that she used to see. Yeah, she wasn't like, you know, a bunch of guys all at once. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure they would have loved that. She was like one boyfriend at a time, I guess, after Tommy. I mean, you know what I mean? Not too many pop, um, people could um, stand up next to Tommy after yeah. Tommy. Not even, a, not even a kick-ass brother like yourself might not even measure up with Tommy. He, he nah, met- you have to, you know, tie a couple of... Uh, enter tools to your side before you go in there. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Tommy makes us white guys proud. That, that's our boy right there because there ain't a lot of us rolling around with Tommy what Tommy's got. Yeah, because all the brothers, we thought that was, we thought Tommy was one of us. You know what I mean? That Tommy, <laughs> hey, he can't be no white boy. Spice, you got something for Lee? Well, I was going to say, you know, it seems like if, if you're pretty good with your craft and you're good with your money, you can make some pretty lucrative dough being a bodyguard. What would you get paid? Yeah. Oh, it depends on who who you with too. What celebrity? Like, it, let, it, let's say go from three thousand to six thousand dollars a week. Now, like, who was the be- who was the best payer? Let's talk about who you know who paid you the best and who you know was the worst. Uh, I, I I would say Eddie Murphy, Eddie what? Murphy, uh, Wesley Snipes, Michael Jackson was good, but I never worked for him. I should talk to his bodyguards. Um, now, what kind of stories were Michael Jackson's bodyguards coming up with? I can only imagine. I can only imagine the stuff that they were seeing. Yeah, they got, they got some weird, freaky stories. I, like the first time I ever met Michael Jackson was strange. Oh my God! You know what I mean? Him and Eddie. I remember first time I ever met him. Uh, him and Eddie is talking, and and before we get into the room, and Michael Jackson said, "Okay, now." When you see Bubbles, don't look him to the eyes because Bubbles no. like a little pit bull. He gets mean and he don't like nobody to talk to Michael Jackson. Don't look at Bubbles because he's very territorial. <laughs> yeah. And then so 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 I'm in the room. I'm in the room and Eddie and Michael is talking. I'm sitting down with me and another bodyguard, and you see something coming from out of the side of the room, and you're gonna look because I I I, I look and I'm thinking like oh, oh wow. that's Wester. And I look, and it's bubbles. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, oh, because you got to look because now, the way he's dressed, he got a T-shirt on. Now, can you imagine if Eddie some Mur- jeans. Can you imagine? <laughs> now, listen. And, 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 and he has a T-shirt, and the T-shirt was rolled up like a little boy. So I'm thinking, oh, oh wow. why is Wester dressed like that? I'm looking, oh, so oh, wow. that's not Wester. I mean, and, and, and he catches my eyes, and he comes straight towards me like a little pit bull. Well, the little <laughs> monkey, the little, mo- the little monkey starts coming at you. Bubbles, what yeah, if exactly, you exactly. And I remember Michael said, "Don't look him in the eyes because <laughs> he don't like nobody talking to Michael Jackson because he's he's that protected." So I'm trying to like, I'm trying. I said, "Do I laugh or do I get scared?" And I'm thinking, I'm six four, special forces. 300 pounds, he can't talk oh, wow. to me. I just pluck him in the head and tell him to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I mean, 
But by that time, now he's like, like within like feet from me, and when he's like, I can feel his breathing like real heavy. I'm, and and Michael didn't say nothing. He he's still talking to um Eddie Murphy. And I look again, now I catch him. He's like right in my face, breathing real hard. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. he's not playing. I'm talking about, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm looking straight in the eyes of him. I'm like, oh, oh wow. this is getting really freaky now. now and he that... picks up his hand and drops it on my leg. I'm like, oh, oh wow. that was the hardest Charlie horse I ever felt. And I'm like, I'm thinking Michael Jackson's going to get up and say, get out of here, Bubbles. He didn't do oh, wow. And him and, I mean, him and Mike, him and Eddie and Michael still talking about the other Wow. Hey, Lee, 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 I gotta tell you something, Lee. You gotta watch the S word. You can't cuss. Oh, I'm sorry, You can't cuss. We've got to, we've got to, we've got to, yeah. You're public out there. No, it's all right. It's all right. Just, you know, we got to, we got to keep it real a little bit here, Lee. I've been it's okay. But that's how much he's in the moment. He really is in the moment. You know, I mean, I can only imagine how many S words your book has in it. But I can only imagine this, man. If you can imagine how funny Eddie Murphy is in on on screen, can you imagine when Bubbles is a, is, is is attacking his six foot four uh, bodyguard? Can you imagine what Eddie Murphy is saying? And Bubbles is wearing is wearing a real modern day outfit like a child with a wife beater t shirt, sleeves rolled up. Now, yeah, yeah, that's what threw me. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm thinking like because those are the days where Michael used to walk around carrying Webster. So that's why I thought it was Western. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now that's what, that's what really threw me. Now, and then, and then, and then, I'll tell you one more second. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying to be tough. I said, oh, "Wow, he, he can't hurt me." But you know I me. Mean? So, and when I look again, he's closer to me, and he's growing now, showing me his teeth. Oh man, this is getting serious. So he raises up, he raises up his hand again and drops it on my leg again. And I'm like, oh, and it felt like he broke it that time. And I'm like, I'm waiting for Michael to say, yo, Bubbles, get out of here. He didn't say nothing. Yeah. I'm like, yo, this is getting too serious now. I'm talking about now he, I can feel his breath. He's right, like, he's like, get ready to kiss me. That's how close he is. I'm like, yo, yo. And now, now I'm looking, I'm sweating, coming, sweat coming off me. And I want to cry, but I can't cry. So many people in the room. I'm like, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Michael and Eddie is playing a game on me or something because Eddie likes to play. He's a practical joker. So now I'm reaching in my pocket because I had a little short 38. You know, nobody, nobody's not supposed to have no guns, but. So you were almost going to shoot Bubbles. going to shoot Bubbles take that bitch down. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean? I'm going to Michael Jackson's house. Before I went there, a lot of people said there's a lot of freaky things going around there. And, you know, be careful now because Michael has a lot of wild animals just walking around like they pets. And, you know, lion, tiger, elephant. You know, I'm not used to that. When I see stuff like that, they in cages. I mean, and I like, you know, so I'm getting ready to put my hand in my pocket, and all of a sudden, Michael jumps up and grabs Bubbles. Bubbles, Bubbles, get out of here. And he said, Oh, Lee, I'm sorry. He usually not like that when the trainer's here. You okay? Oh, Lee. And, and, and Michael grabs him, walks him out of the room, and Eddie, he, he, he just yells and starts laughing and falls to the floor. And Eddie, what's wrong? He said, I'm laughing at what's getting ready to happen next. I said, what, what's getting ready to happen? He said, can you imagine if you would have shot Bubbles? I said, what? Oh, You'd be famous. He said, yeah. He said, I said, I wasn't going to shoot him. I was just going to get him up off of me. You know? 
himself. And Eddie's into a shot bubble with a red light. Eddie Murphy, bodyguard, kills bubbles. Like man, we need to. We just need to get Lee to just do story time with Lee because he's the best story timer ever, man. Lee tells him. But it's, it's, it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. You know what I mean? It felt like he broke my leg because people underestimate. The chimpanzee. Oh, man. <laughs> they he say, will rip your face off. So that little, that little, <laughs> that little ass, that little ass chimpanzee would have whipped your ass, wouldn't it? Well, we would have went toe to toe. That's what I got to say. I mean, I well, probably would have came out of the room all beat up, but well, he, you know, he would have know. He would have know he's been in a fight. Bottom line, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. Toe to toe with bubbles. That, that little bu- little bubbles almost had you pulling out your weapon, kid. Exactly. You know what I mean? He, you know what I mean? I underestimated him. I mean, I, when he got me at, I thought it was Webster. That's the only thing. I mean, like, I man, why he got Webster dressed like that? Uh, Lee like, Weaver. That's old. Oh, wow. That's not Webster. Why would Webster have suspenders on in a T-shirt? Oh, yeah. Lee Weaver, celebrity. Oh, I, oh that's all I kept saying. Was, it's got to be a crazy dream. Uh, I mean, Lee I'm Weaver. telling you, if you ever go to Michael Jackson's house, you better not be drunk or you better not be high because you're going to get into the worst experience you ever had because you got some freaky things and going through that house. Ooh, and I'm not saying this to make you laugh. I'm telling you this from my experience. Lee Weaver. You better not do no acid. You better not drink no liquor. You better not smoke no weed. You better go in there straight. Because he's got... Michael Jackson, when he was alive, that bitch had chimpanzees dressed up like Webster. He, did you see any hot bitches around there or no? That's one thing that got me because he had the most amazing house. I've never seen nobody walking through there that, like, said, ooh, look at this girl. No, you just saw, you just saw monkeys. I mean, when you walk in there, you see nothing but rides. And all the rides are going. The popcorn machine is popping. And there's a man saying, all right, all right, stand in line, boys and girls. If you cut the line, you're going to have to get in the back. And you're looking around saying, who the hell are you talking to? There's, there's nobody around. But you hear this announcement saying, stand in line, boys and girls. You cut the line one more time, you got to get in the back. And there's nobody and there. turning around. There's nobody around. What the hell? And you think you're in the Twilight Zone or you're in Disneyland with all the rides going, but there's no kids. And, and, and everybody's standing around like, yo, where the hell are we? Well, you better be and here come Michael Jackson from the Ronda Ferris world. How you guys doing? And scared the oh, wow. out of everybody. <laughs> and, 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 and he said, hey, Michael, you better cut that oh, wow. out. And Michael said, oh, Eddie, cut it out. I was standing right here. And, 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 and what, this was freaky. Michael said, I'm Peter Pan. I could be anywhere I want. Eddie, and Eddie said, if you're Peter Pan, Fly across the damn room. <laughs> and, 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 and Michael said, oh, Eddie, I'm not going to do that. And Eddie said, why? He said, if I do that, you're going to tell everybody. And I was like, what the hell? And what was so freaky, he had on clothes that looked just like Peter Pan. He had a little wand. He was waving around. I'm like, yo, this is too freaky for me. And I'm walking. I'm like, whoa, man. And Eddie said, Lee, if Michael get too freaky, keep that limo running. We out of here. Yo, yo. I'm telling you, that's my first experience at Michael Jackson's house. Wow. Wow. I'm not telling you this to make you laugh. That's my experience.
experience. I mean, can you imagine you've been on some weed or some liquor or something like that? My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Exactly. That's why I, I, I recommend it. Don't smoke nothing. Don't drink nothing. No. You know what I mean, you go to Michael's house. No, no. How about, how, let's get in. <laughs> Let's get into Mel Gibson. I, I apologize. I'm, I'm trying to be serious. No, here. man, it's, it's all good. But I mean, nobody can tell us. And nobody can explain stuff better than you. You're great. You missed your calling. I'm so, sorry, but hey, yeah. it's going on memory right now. Now, 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 tell me about Mel Gibson. You know, obviously, Mel is going through some. Uh, some some tough times right now. And, uh, oh, that's Melly Mel. That's my man. I mean, man, Mel. Uh, Mel says it like it is, man. Is he, is he always is he always this mad? I mean, is he always this? When I first heard that, those tapes, I had to listen to that. I kept playing it right back over and over and over. Because, Mel, I got pictures of me and Mel Gibson rasping on the ground. <laughs> Mel Gibson, he took me to his house. I had to play with his kids. You know, his wife is one of the most loveliest people you want to be around. Not his new one, man. You talking about his new one or his no, old one? Not his new one. <laughs> Man. No, nah, he was never married to this one. Okay, right, right. So you're talking about the old one. That was just yeah. some girl just trying to make it in Hollywood. That's <laughs> yeah. why when, when when Mel got together with her, everybody in Hollywood was kind of shocked. They said, oh, what? What? Wasn't Mel drinking some cuckoo juice? 
like, ooh, you know? No, I mean, like, did you, did you ever see any um, any uh, signs of out, any of this type of behavior with him? When Never. You, when you, that's what shocked me. You know what I mean? I'm talking about I ate with Mel, sat, broke bread with Mel, played with him. I tell you, I got pictures of me and Mel Gibson wrestling. And that's what shocked me, you know? And, and when he was... <laughs> I, I'll send you. I'll email you the pictures. You know, <laughs> of you guys wrestling through me. Yeah, I mean, please, please there. But he's but he's dropped. But he was also dropping the end bomb. And did you see all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a practical joker. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't no practical joker that much. You know, because I, mean? I was way bigger than him. He never, you know, called me. Hey, you big black. Hey, all right, Mel. All right. Uh, no, I would have checked his ass. <laughs> Lee Weaver on the phone today. Uh, Lee's got a brand new book. What's the, what's the book called, Lee? I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, it just tells my life history, my 20 years experience in Hollywood. I just label it um, Memorize of a Celebrity Bodyguard. I mean, it just gives the insight, the dark side of Hollywood, the good side of Hollywood, because everybody thinks it's a good side. It's a good side, and then there's a dark side, too. What's the, no, mean, what, what's the darkest side of Hollywood, you know, that, that may be in your book or may not be in your book that you saw that, you know, that you're besides Bubble, the you know, attacking chimpanzee, what was, the, what was the dark side of Hollywood? Oh, there's dark sides where I used to have to stick guns in people's mouths to get us out of dangerous situations. Really? Like, give me, give me, give me, a, give me an example. It's pretty dark. Um, like, 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 uh, I mean, you know, I mean, what, what, where, where that is so dangerous and scary is you don't know that's happening because you, you, you get up out of the house and you don't know the situation's gonna happen until you're right there, and that used to piss me off because, like, like, something like with a Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, let's talk it'll about. Be, yeah, we'll be running the streets, and she'll get in a situation. She'll get me in a situation. Sometimes be me and her there, and and, and or we'll be like somewhere in Beverly Hills, and somebody must have ripped her off or something. And next thing I know, she's beating a beat slapping a guy. Boom, boom, boom! I'm talking about a guy like three times her size, <laughs> and, and, and she's smacking him. This, this, this stuff is oh, wow. paid for. Boom, boom! And I'm looking at oh. Lindsay, and I'm running over there, and by the time I get there, he already have a gun out. You know what I mean? And, 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 but he's not going to shoot Lindsay, but he's ready to like this is waste me. And I'm I'm getting there, and, and by the time I get there, the barrel is hitting me right in the middle of the chest. And he said, and now he's screaming at her, "How dare you come up here? And, and you're going to bring this big old black guy here to try to rob me?" And now all I'm thinking, he had his finger on the trigger. I'm like, oh. Now all I see was my life flashing between my eyes, you know, because all he had to do was pull the trigger. He could have got away with it. Because we're in Beverly Hills, big old expensive white area. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I could have sworn I hit him my arm and stuff, but... On that particular right. on that particular uh, issue, when you're talking about you know going up in a place in Beverly Hills, you got a guy and it, and she's thinking that she got ripped off. I mean, is that, is that am I insinuating that might have been a cocaine deal or something? Well, I don't know because I wasn't. I, I was all, sometimes she'll pull me in on the last you know when it went ugly, <laughs> but she'd never tell me what happened. And because I always talk out of it, I said, oh well, whatever, you got ripped off, you shouldn't been there because I used to always try to talk her out of certain things. But I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, she's obviously buying something that she probably. Exactly. I mean, so I mean, she's probably doing a cocaine deal or something hey, like that. Hey, whatever, she was doing something that she's not supposed to do, and it went sour, and she came and got me. And how many? I mean, how many? How many of those sour deals were you a part of? Oh, 
Oh, plenty of them. Plenty okay. of them. Like I said, like it was t- like, and that was that time. It went. It, it was. Go- it went so close where I really thought I was gonna die that time. And what happened was he had it, and, and he was, and she was still getting ready to slap him, <laughs> and then he was concentrating on me. And then what, what exactly happened was like four in the morning, and something moved in the bushes. I don't know if it was a cat, dog, or whatever, and it moved, and he turned his head. And I hit him so hard in his neck, it seemed like I broke his neck. But he <laughs> fell to the ground. And the gun went down, and she's like, oh, wow. you killed him. <laughs> and I just grabbed it to get your little ass in the car. Now, there, and she jumped in the car. Now and, I, and he had his hand in one of the talking, and I reached in there to see what he had. Because I wanted to see what was going on. And I, I didn't see nothing in his pocket. And I put her in the car, and me and her was, we was, I was doing all the arguing. I was talking. I was saying, I was screaming, you know, how dare you put me in a situation where this dude get ready to kill me. And I was just driving 100 miles an hour just to get out of the area. I was all on sidewalk. I'm sure people was coming out and saying, damn, is that the gardener this early? I was all, I was, whew. And I got to where she was going, kicked the door and said, get out, don't ever call me again. That's how, that's how angry I was. Now, it's just, it was, you know, Lee, Lee, uh, Lee T. Weaver, uh, bodyguard of the stars, you know, you said that uh, you were kind of worried about Lindsay Lohan because her, her lifestyle and her party and everything like that. Are you still worried about her even though she, oh, she did you like oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yes. When, when, she, when she was crying, this one really got me. When she was crying, when the judge sentenced her and she was crying on television, I, you know what I mean? I was really upset. That really got me because when I seen her crying on national TV, because we was kind of close. I was like almost big brother. She was little sister. I mean, and, you know what I mean? And when she started crying, that really got me yeah, right but, there because yeah, I was dude, close to her. Yeah, but she I says... like a little sister. Yeah, but she says that you stole from her. I mean, she's made a lot of bad allegations towards you. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> when she said that, because she, she was angry a lot because there were certain things I didn't do because when there was a couple of times when she got caught with certain things and she wanted me to hold certain things, I said, no, no, I quit. I, I ain't doing it. And that's when she, you know, said those things. She was upset because so I wouldn't went, hold certain things or hide certain things. I so said, no, she, I'm not here for that. So the bottom line is she wanted, you, she wanted you to hold a cocaine and hold the things like that, and you knew that, you know, if you... If yes. you if you'd hold exactly. something like that, and next thing you know, the cops roll up and they're gonna they're gonna throw throw you know get the get the black guy, not the stupid ass white bitch. Exactly. Now, I mean, they always say, "Oh, we get you out of jail." I said, oh, wow. You ain't get me out because I'm not going to jail for this. Now, how, I mean, I how mean, many how many Lee T. Weaver on the phone, by the way, and how, how many how many times were you in that situation where she wanted you to hold some you know cup cuff some cocaine? Oh, plenty of times. There was times where I before I hook up with her at night, I say, "Hey, do you have anything on you?" She said, "What?" I say, "Any drugs." Any weapons? Do you have anything on you before you get in this car? You know, some nights I said, no, I'm not getting in your car tonight. You get in my car. And I know there was nothing in my car, and then I felt safe for the night. Why, so, now, now, Lee, why do you think that she has such a substance problem? Why do you think what what, what just defend? I think that goes way back. You know what I mean? When she was a little girl, she used to have to stand up and fight. For her mother, when you know, what I mean, she she used to tell me she's tired of seeing her father um, fight her mother. And she was she grew up at when she was ten years old. She was more, she was the breadwinner, everything. And the father used to do all kind of weird things. He come home all you know drunk or whatever and want to fight the mother, and, and she was tired of that. And so she used to stand right up and fight him toe to toe like she was a man. She used to tell me this and used to hurt her when she's 
see a father beat up a mother, and she got tired of it, and she used to jump on the father like she was the man of the of, of the house. Now, Michael, she, <clears throat> Michael Lohan listens to the show, and so he he might even be listening right now. What would you say to him if you had an opportunity? See, see, I'm not here to judge Michael. I, I can't judge nobody about their past. He did what he did in his past, and he has his own reason why he did that. Um, so I'm not saying he's no bad guy because we all have a dark side. I mean, so he did what he did in his past. I'm pretty sure he's trying to make up for whatever he did in the past. When do you think I Lohan's mean, going to overdose and die? Well, what's your what's your bet on that? Who, Lindsey? Yeah, I'm 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 guessing a year. What's over under on that? Yeah, I mean, because when, when I was with her, I was deep down inside. I really tried to help her because. I used to be with Wesley, Wesley Snipes, and Robert Downey Jr. and all of them, and I kind of slowed them up when it when it comes to certain things, and that's how I ended up with Lindsay. And, you know what I mean? And I did slow up a little bit. I did. It was just the people, other people around her used to bring her certain things. I almost broke this guy's arm one day when he was giving her something, uh, and I said, "Yo, well, what's that?" You know what I mean? I'm twisting his arm. I almost broke because you know I used to try to scare people away. And they, they said, you know, and they still got got around me somehow to get her certain things. Because I mean, what, I, I was, was her, the guy, no, no, Lindsay, you ain't doing none of that. Oh, oh okay, okay. What was her certain there, thing? What, what, what was her certain thing of choice that she liked the most, cocaine? Well, I couldn't, I couldn't say it was cocaine because I, I never really seen her doing it. But it was always around us. For some reason, if I go somewhere and come back, I used to see lions on the table. But she never said it was hers. And I said, oh, well, who's this? And nobody never said nothing. And the next thing I know, I'm swiping it off the table. And now they all looking at me like, they like, get ready to like, one, jump on me and just kill me. She just but none of them never stepped. I said, who's is it? Nobody said nothing. So I just, next day I'm wiping it on the floor. <laughs> nobody ran like, I guess it's the janitor's now. Man, they're like, man, the black guy just killed the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they said. One time I did that, they was going to call the cops on me. I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> and Lindsay jumped up, no, 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 no. That means, because I was tired at night. I said, yo, let's go. She said, I'm going in a little while. Next thing I know, it was a lot of power to table. When I took the whole table and tipped it over. Now, how sexually how sexually <laughs> active was she? I mean, you know, I mean, obviously she was, uh, you know, she just got out of jail yesterday. She's talking about, uh, by She's the way, bisexual, <laughs> so she always had that Samantha Ronson bitch uh, hanging around. Lee T. Weaver on the phone. He was bodyguard for... Uh, for Lindsay Lohan for a long time, Wesley Snipes, Mel Gibson. So far, Mel Gibson checks out okay in his book. But uh, tell us, tell us about uh, you know how you know because she's you know hot and went both she ways. Was, she was she was pretty. She was nice and all that. She like I said, she was hot. She she did, what thing used to confuse me when I first hooked up, hooked up with her. There was a lot. Of, there was like two or three gay guys with her, and, and, and every now and then a couple of pretty girls with her. And with the, and I used to always say, yeah, why are these gay guys? What, how come it can't be a bunch of pretty girls? And, and the gay guys used to always say, oh, Lindsay, thank you for bringing that big old chocolate Hershey bar with you. And I turned around and said, chocolate Hershey bar? Who are you calling a Hershey bar? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you was for us. I said, hey, let's get this oh, wow. straight now. It ain't nothing like that. So I mean, like, man, call me a big black Hershey bar. Is it you crazy? No, no. How about, how I almost about, broke his neck. How, how <laughs> about, I had to correct him within ten seconds. No, no. Did she? I mean, did she? Did you see her sexually with more guys or more girls? Well, with her, it was always girls with us. Always girls with us. I mean, never seen no guys with us late in the morning. At the end of the night, I wish I said, "All right, I'm ready to pump." It was always a girl. 
And I didn't know what was happening. And then I always say, like, oh, okay. And I never questioned nobody. As long as they gave me a check, I didn't care if it was with an outfit. Just pay me. Now, how much How much was Lindsay paying you when you were working for Lindsay? How much was she paying? Well, I, I can't really talk about that, you know what I mean? But I got paid in some nights. I, some weeks, I used to get paid, like, every Friday. And some Fridays, the check was held up, and that's when I didn't show up. If it's held up, I ain't showing up. Why, now, why would she hold the check up? Because sometimes her money ran out. Oh, she, I mean, she, she'd she throw down so hard that her money would run out sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And management will call up and say, hey, you know, our money's kind of short. I said, ain't no millionaire money short. You have to pay me some way. Now, I mean, especially when I see girls, when they, when they, when they partying all through the night, I said, she got money to party. She got money to pay me. Now, how did it go? <laughs> what, what ended up going awry? How did it end up going bad with Lindsay? How did it leave? How did you guys leave off? Well, it, 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 what, what kind of happened was I got kind of burnt out because when I used to be with her, I used to be with her all day, all night, and all morning. And, you know, you get kind of burnt out doing that after a while because the only reason why I was with her that time like that because I used to feel, like I said, I felt sorry for her. I used to leave her and say, I'm going home. I'm up too long. As soon as I get home, she'll call me and get the crying I don't have no ride home. Please come get me. I said, no, I'm not coming. And as soon as you get the crying, I feel sorry for her. And I go get her, you know what I mean, wherever she's at. And I put her in the car. She'd be crying. That means she's coming down from whatever she had. And I, I'm, I'm angry now. I said, look, get your ass. Get in the bed. <laughs> whatever, you know. <laughs> Now, now, did she ever, did she ever put the, I mean, did she ever, like, you know, try to pay you with a little ass action? Like, you know, did she ever try to give you a little something-something? Nah, she, you know, I mean, she was, she, I probably would have broke her in half. She was too <laughs> small for me. I mean, I would have laid on her, the judge would look at me, why are you rape her? I said, rape her? I was just having sex. I didn't mean to break her body. No, no, did, did, did you ever see her with any, did you ever see her with any brothers? Was she ever with any black guys? That's what kind of shocked me, too. I've never seen her with a, with a brother. If I seen her with a brother, it was just like a shake hand, and that was it. You think she's mostly with this uh, this white girl? I never seen her with a sister either. Never with a no, only a white. Because no, a sister would have cried. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Is she is she more of a mess? Talking about Lindsay Lohan, this is her former bodyguard, uh, Lee T. Weaver. Uh, and uh, by the way, you can go to LeeTWeaver.com. Is she more of a mess uh, than people think? I mean, you know, obviously we think. Yeah, she, she, she's the type of girl like this. I always thought Sydney, what's that, that um, the girl that made that song, Sydney Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's that's Lindsay title song. Girls just wanna have fun. I mean, or, or party all the time. One of that song by Eddie Murphy. I think I Aaron. just wanna party all the time. She's what that's her song. I think that I she think like that. To have uh, fun. I think that uh, that uh, Eric Clapton did a song about her called Cocaine. Oh. I, <laughs> well, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. You know. You know. Like I said. I, is her co- is, is I've her- never seen her do it, but it was always around. Right. I mean, you know, it was always around. The signs were there. I mean, you know, and you were always asked to hold, you know, you won't say it, but hold certain stuff and see certain stuff, and you and you did and saw right. all that, and that's the, that's the problem that you had in itself with her, did you not? That's the problem. You know, I mean, we started always getting arguments. I'm not here to hold nothing. I'm not holding nothing, and don't pull nothing out in front of me. You pull it out, I'm going home. And, you know, how you and, and, and when she had certain... Uh, I used to 
I'm talking about, I used to just accidentally find, because I, when I, before I get in the car, I, I open the glove compartment, fill up under the seats. I search the car before I get comfortable in there. If I find something, one time I found something that was like a whole lot of stuff. I opened it up, yo, who are I just poured it on the ground, and it was three people in the car. They looked at me like, this guy got to be crazy. Throwing, oh. out, throwing out all that, all no. that nice charge on the ground. Go ahead, Spice. Now, when, yeah. it comes, when it comes to the drugs, I know you said that uh, the only one that could really match Lindsay Lohan and her drug use was Nicole Richie, and you used to see her Nicole Richie like uh, getting crazy too, right? She used to get kind of like, but Nicole, I guess you know what I mean. You never see her out there in the streets and acting like. Well, well, I guess she did in the streets. She was driving on the freeway the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, that's on the streets. <laughs> yeah. Once she did that, she woke up. I mean, she, Nicole's been going straight ever since that happened, you know what I mean? Because when you're going on the wrong way on the freeway, that will wake your ass Yeah, but, but prior, prior <laughs> like, to that. Oh, what's the tractor trailer driving at me for? Oops, wrong way. Yeah, but prior to that, I mean, you know, she used to be all drugged out and stuff like that, but they would never snore it in front of you. So what happened? They ended up, like, carrying a mirror to the bathroom or something? Did, did I do what? They, did they end up carrying a mirror to the bathroom to snort their blow behind your back? Well, you know, sometimes if, if things was there, she, she would say, oh, damn it, Lee, I forgot I left this in the car. And now is their time, and I'll go get something from the car. And I would love sometimes to leave and give me a chance to disappear for a while. Because, and then and then I said, all right, I'll be back in about ten or fifteen minutes, like an hour, because I know once she's in a certain place, she's safe. Right. Because she's she's she be around a certain girl. They nothing won't happen to her. Only thing probably happens she get her Bob, and that's it. <laughs> and so, now, I'm so, sorry about that. No, that's, that's, that's fine, man. That's, that's fine for the satellite show. So now, now, well, you're saying that Nicole was uh, obviously liked girls as well. I don't know who was doing it, oh, wow. but. But somebody I came up and it was all sweaty, sweaty. I'm like, hey, this felt like a sauna up in here. Now, you know? now, let's talk about Wesley. Wesley, man, that guy, he's, I mean, he's going to prison for three years, lost it on appeal. Uh, how I long? used to, see, when I, I, I did maybe three years with Wesley. I worked with Wesley three years. Right. I used to always talk to Wesley about certain things when it came to that money because I learned a lot of things about money when I was working with Eddie. And, and Eddie, Wesley was. He, he used to always worry about the housekeepers taking his money. Like, he'll, he'll leave, like, maybe $10, $20 of bills, you know, laying around, and the housekeeper will clean his house and maybe keep the money, you know, like that little change. So he was worried about that. He was worried about the little Wesley, stuff. He should have he been worried about the – he was worried about the little stuff. He should have been worried yeah. about the, the, the accountant and the, and the lawyer, you know, taking exactly. it all. Exactly. I used to say, Wesley, don't worry about the housekeeper taking change off your dresser. You got to worry about the people that's counting your millions. <laughs> worry about them. He's all oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. They ain't going to rip me off. They, they, just, they seen the movie Blade. He's always worried about – he's all the Mexican. They, 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 they don't understand my movie. They, they, they barely speak English. So that's why he wasn't really worried about them. He said because he used to always hire people that couldn't speak English or whatever. They but they clean a house damn good. I mean, but and 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 I saw he said, man, don't worry about them taking change. That's just a little bonus for them. But they clean the oh, wow. out of your house. <laughs> I mean, and, but like I said, worry about the people that's counting your millions. He he he, he he never worried. He said, no, they ain't gonna rip me off. They ain't gonna rip me off. And now. I, I see him every now and then. He's always said he walked to me with his head down and said, "Lee." He lost it all, man. I mean, he's going he's going to prison for three years, and that bad, man. That's horrible. 
And yeah, well, you know what I mean? And they was, Wesley stepped on a lot of toes out here, too. Now, like, what, you know, what, what, what did Wesley, uh, you, you may know some stuff that we don't know. I mean, what, what kind of toes did Wesley step, uh, step on? Oh, and, and you see, like, you see, some people step on toes. Wesley used to stomp on toes. Really? Like, yeah, I said, damn, Wesley, now why he do that? Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's one of those persons that people used to think Hollywood needed him. I said, man, Hollywood don't need you. Hollywood was here. Hollywood was here before you was here. I saw his yo, because that's the way he was. You know, I mean, he was a blade. He was a tough guy. He used to walk through Hollywood, just, you know, what I mean, just kicking, whooping ass. You know, what I mean, that's the way he was. He was serious. He was a he was a fighter. He was. A, I'm talking about. He was good until he met Lee Weaver. I mean, cause me and him had a fight down. We we had a fight almost to the death. Well, me he's going to be. One he's he's going to have to be a fighter to fight off all the you know all the brothers in jail that are going to try to get some of that ass. Y'all, they're going to try. They're going to try, you know what I mean? Because that's, the, you know, that's their thing. They, they're especially going to try him because he's this badass. Right. And everybody in jail, they're they always want to try a badass just to get the reputation. Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, Lee T. Weaver, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to LeeTWeaver.com. Lee has bodyguarded uh, the likes of Pam Anderson, Alyssa Milano, Cindy Crawford, Eddie Murphy. Uh, did some stuff with Michael Jackson, Wesley Snipes, Lindsay Lohan, Mel Gibson. Spice, I got to talk to this guy for hours. Could oh, you know? I bet you he's got a ton more stories. Think uh, about it. I Million and one stories. That's all. This is a million one. Kim Basinger, Alex Baldwin. We got to do this. Oh, the list goes on. We got to. Hey, Lee, we're gonna have to do this monthly. Do it once a month, and uh, you know, a Lee T. Oh. Weaver story or something like that. Call me anytime. Call me anytime. My love goes out to you guys. All right, my man. Hey, listen, LeeTWeaver.com, or you can go to uh, any other bookstores. Tell us the name of the book again, Lee T. It's called Memoirs of a Celebrity Bodyguard. It is no. It's not out there to diss nobody. I'm just telling my story, my story in Hollywood while I was out here. That's it. Just uh, telling my story because it's just like reality. Everybody want to know what happens on the other side. It ain't, it ain't all glamour and glory as you think it is. God, I it's hope he does the auto book. Pull it and knock, and knock it in. <laughs> Anyway, it's some good times too. Lee, I will. Uh, I'll be calling you here in a couple weeks, man. I want another couple stories from you, if possible, my friend. Uh, you, you guys have to at least stay on the phone with me a year to hear these stories. You can't wait, my friend. <laughs> Lee T, let me put you on hold real fast so Spice can get your information. I, I got him. I got him. I put him on hold. Okay. For you. Wow. A year. Guys, unbelievable. Okay, it's great.